This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of The Creator. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today. And joining alongside me are my co-creators of the movie podcast, Shabazz. Hello, hello, hello. And Anthony. Beep, boop, doop, doop, doop. I'm a robot. Man, okay, did we switch I, spots? Like, I feel like I went from <laughs> a more normal approach to this. And Anthony's like, oh, I'll do the Shabazz version. Shay, you took your glasses off for this review. Yeah. And now, you know, everything is different. You just totally changed. I've changed everything. The only reason... The reason I took my glasses off for the ones who are watching on YouTube, which you should be, um, I noticed in the last couple of videos, I just have constant glare on them. So I look like a robot or like an anime character who's like, right. you know, when you just, they're the villain and all you just see is reflection. And I'm like, I don't know if I like right. that. So I'm luckily not that blind for, for those who know anything about optics and eyeballs. I'm only mm-hmm. negative one, two, five. So it's really not that bad. So I can, I can see perfectly fine without my glasses and, I, I, I just okay want to confirm it. you've you've taken almost we've been doing the show for almost five years and only now you've realized that there's a glare when you wear glasses. It's only sometimes I notice it, but I'm like, you know what? Man, before I was like, you know what? My glasses are part of my identity. And the other day I was like, right, I can I, I can I think I can move on. I, <laughs> I think the glare is overcoming more than anything else. I, my glasses are not me. I'm so not my glasses. Is, hey, man, one day I might get laser eye surgery, get some lasers to shoot out of these eyeballs. So who never knows? You maybe. Never know, right? By robots. I so, haven't been able to confirm what that is. Yeah. 
so are you saying that this will be your new look from now on? No glass. I, I don't know how long. I don't know how long it's gonna last. I I, I also didn't expect us to be on this topic for so long, uh, but here we you are. This is. This I mean, is the you've, movie podcast you've, I mean, everything has changed so far, Shay. So we have. Sorry, to, we you have say to everything has changed so far. Is that what you just throw my name? Shoot. Damn. Yeah. See, see what's going on here. Uh, this is our review of the creator. This is a film that we've been eagerly awaiting to talk about and we'll have to wait just a bit longer before we actually start talking about it because this is the movie podcast you love our banter and you love that we drop episodes all throughout the week make sure you follow us for all the latest news interviews reviews you know and games coverage and all the latest movies and shows and games across the world we have some incredible episodes out right now for you to check out uh, everything from TIFF. We have a bunch of reviews. We have some interviews coming out from TIFF as well. Um, we also got the chance to go hands-on with Spider-Man 2, which is releasing later this year in October. Uh, we are so excited for it. We cannot wait to play and talk more about it. But today is all about The Creator. This is a film that is releasing in theaters on September 29th. And I want to say thank you to our friends at Disney Studios Canada and 20th Century Studios for inviting us to watch the film and to also do some really cool interviews. We got to talk to the director of this film, Gareth Edwards. So look forward to that later uh, on the movie podcast feed, most likely a couple days before the release. Now, if you want to stay up to date with everything that we have going on here on the movie podcast, make sure you're following us on all socials, on Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd, Instagram, X, whatever you want to call it. We're there. We're at the movie podcast and you can stay up to date with everything we have going on. Also check out our show notes below because we have links to our discord, which you should definitely be part of. We have an incredible community of movie lovers and entertainment lovers in there that you don't, uh, you don't want to miss that. We have a great conversations going there all the time. And also if you're watching this on YouTube, please like subscribe, leave a comment below. Let us know if you're looking forward to the creator and let us know what your favorite, you know, sci-fi film is, because I think we're, we're really in a renaissance of some incredible sci-fi films, especially in the last couple years. Now, what is the creator all about against the backdrop of a war between humans and robots with artificial intelligence? A former soldier finds a secret weapon, a robot, in the form of a young child. Uh, I think a lot of us had different expectations going into this film. Shay, I'd love for you to start us off. Before I kind of get to my first reaction, I do want to talk about, you know, what my thoughts were kind of going into this Gareth Edwards movie. And I, I, I knew what to expect when it comes to his kind of work. It's always about scale. He knows how to show scale in his movies. Everything can, everything that needs to be massive appears massive. And I think you really see that with, obviously, Godzilla. And then you see it a lot with Rogue One. And the trailers for the creator kind of confused me. I wasn't sure really what this movie is about. I'm, I'm stepping into a whole new world. There's nothing that it's kind of based on. I mean, there's obviously inspirations. So I was a little hesitant because I just thought, okay, is this just going to be just another sci-fi film. And I was kind of worried about that. The creator is the next leap forward in sci-fi. This, this movie is absolutely fantastic. Every single moment in this movie, I just kept feeling this, this sense that, am I watching the next Blade Runner? Am I watching the next sci-fi movie that's going to be referenced and talked about for years to come? Because that's what it felt like in every moment of this movie. There's, there's so much that's just kind of laid out here. The world building, the lore, the designs of the characters, uh, and even the design of the world that we're living in. It's so tangible. It feels real enough. It never feels overtly sci-fi. It doesn't, it doesn't go to a point where it's like, yeah, this isn't possible. There's so much about this movie that just feels like if this were to happen tomorrow, 
about 70% of this film could actually happen. And if we had the means that technology, which we're very close to, you would probably get even 100% of what this movie is trying to pull out. There's so much in there, minus obviously a couple things here and there. But again, the fact that the movie just feels so tangible to everything is what the scariest part of it is. The the special effects are fantastic. The way it's shot, and if you go listen to our uh, interview with Gareth, he talks a lot about the specificity of what kind of... Um, aspect ratio he's shooting in and and the title sequences and the cards that kind of pop up there's such a care and a love for this movie he really is the creator of this whole world he's kind of like the george lucas of creating all this and of course there are inspirations like i said from so many other different things but this still finds a way to carve its own path and i think that's what i loved so much about this there's amazing performances by everybody Gemma chan is absolutely bringing this emotional weight to this movie and then of course you have john david washington and then who plays uh, the little girl in the movie? I, I'm slipping her, her name. Her name is, is Madeline Yuna Voiles. That's it. Vo- Madeline Vo- Voiles. Yuna yeah. Voila. Voiles. However it's pronounced, I, I do apologize if I'm butchering it. Uh, but there's just, they're, they're all bringing something so unique to the movie. John is really bringing this whole, like, uh, you know, I'm like a cool. Like I have been through some stuff, but like there's there's um, I was an ex army soldier. Now look where I am. And then you but he's so charismatic too. You know, he like, has it, a level of charisma. Yeah, right. Because we've been we've been wanting to see a little bit more of the you know of that Washington Riz in uh, in his performances. Right. Yeah. You see a little bit of a tenet. You see a little bit of in his other films. And I think Black Klansman. I think you especially get it. And this one, I'm like, oh wow, he he feels like he's a little bit more looser in this, and it's nice to see. Definitely. He also plays the, the, a character that's very. He's not the quintessential hero that you normally see right. something like this so he's he's right like us like he's just a regular guy who is caught he, up in a situation he kind of brings like a, a level of of you know harrison ford's performance in blade runner like i feel like that level Definitely. from from deckard like you're seeing a lot of the similarities of like kind of like worn out especially the the age that the character kind of gets into or the time period that the, the character gets into but again like to, to i want to get kicked to you guys as well but let's just let's just say one thing if the creator has a sequel that comes out, I'm going to be the first in line to see it. Yeah, I, I think there's a. The, let's 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 talk about that second that that last part you just said. I would hundred percent do anything for sequels. This is the type of universe that you want to know more of the lore. And I'm like, man, like if there's any way to have a series that's set within this world or a graphic novel or a comic book series, there's so much here. And I think what you said, Shay, that I really loved, um, and I think it's how we are all feeling is that it feels so tangible. It's very tactile and it's very timely as well too. You look at what Gareth is going for with the terms of how AI is being used, you know, the three T's and how it's being implemented within society. It's very, you know, it's very just like, okay, like we're, we're almost there. We could almost reach out and, and, and touch that world that we're going into. Uh, before I get into my thoughts, Anthony, I'd love for you to jump in. Let us know your thoughts on the creator. I compared it to like if Akira met Spielberg's AI just because the aesthetic is very anime from the the designs of the buildings to even the vault that this kid lives in it's such an Akira moment even the the initial um, the initial sequence of this movie and what transpires is very Akira so there's a lot of inspirations from that Japanese world that we we all love that cinema world and gareth takes that and he kind of builds a story around it because going into it i thought this was going to be a lot more cyberpunk steampunk type of a vibe but he brought an emotional 
story between what it's what it means to be human what it means to be ai and those two intersecting especially now because we're in such a world where ai is is talked about every single day and we use it now every single day and and even in that interview he talks about chat gbt and he was trying to like quiz it or or stump it at certain points but pull a turing test on it you can yes literally a turing test you can literally see the um his past work coming into his this this movie because you get the the sands of rogue one you get that cinematic shot sequence like just he if i i don't know if it was filmed on film there was a lot of noise and it feels like there's a lot of um dust and 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 snow that's being captured to create that film look but you can get that from godzilla and i, I love gareth edwards the way he he frames up his his shots i think he's such a cinematic director and he has this this emotional vibe that comes with it with the darker tones and then it goes into a lighter tones but it it has really dark moments i even asked daniel i said is this movie pg-13 because there are sequences where i was shocked that things like this were happening in it they're pushing that level, right? And I think they I'm were. wondering, I'm like, can you get away with it? Because it's like you're mixing like androids or like simulants and, and robots with like humans. Does that allow you to push that boundary a little bit for, uh, it's not even further the, about what you can include? It's not even the violence that they're pushing forward. It's literally the, the themes and the situations yeah. occurring that you're like, it's kind of dark. Exactly. And you're right, Daniel. Like you, if you look at it, you know, when that spaceship explodes, does it mean anything because they're not really human and that that's that's something i didn't think about till now it's like okay well a lot of the things that you can kind of get away with they're not they're not real and maybe that's something that was subliminally in the movie to really express like you know one day ai will become its own sentient form even maybe it is now but you know do we give them the same rights that we do i know it sounds like we're fucking talking out of you know out of our minds but like that's something that yeah we need to be conscious about and i think this movie really does it i i think for me the visuals are some of the best visuals i've seen since avatar just because you know you you have sequences where they're human in the front, but on the back, they're all like robotics and you can literally yeah. see through the Very ex machina, right? Very ex machina. And it's not just one robot. Like there's Ken Watanabe's character who's who is AI. And there's there's Alfie who's who's also AI. And there's so many things. Even John David Washington has parts of his body that are constructed through some sort of uh mechanical AI. So I, I just I fell in love with the the visuals of this movie i think it just it worked for me because i come from that time period where the 80s anime the buildings that look so futuristic that you'll never see that go up to the sky there's there's so many things that you will take away from this that you'll be like oh wow this is they've really captured this not in a cartoonish vibe but more in a cinematic vibe story sometimes becomes a little bit of a of a of a drag i don't want to say drag but it, it becomes slow because there is so much emotional take and I think I want to watch, I really want to watch it again so I can really yeah. embrace it. You know, when we go watch these films, they're so early in the morning, so you're not ready for it. I was ready for some explosions and action and all these crazy things, but it was a lot less of that and more of this connection between John David Washington and Adeline's character. 
uh, or as as Alfie, yeah, it's it, it's funny because like I want I do want to talk about the aesthetic of this film because both uh, all of us have been bringing it up, um, and the fact that Gareth chose to shoot it so wide, and I remember us sitting in the theater like, man, I wish we got to watch this open up and like go full Oppenheimer and, and see that aspect ratio open up, and I think it would have looked amazing, but there's also something like to be said, and you know, and you'll hear it in our interview that he really had to fight with the studio to get that presentation because it was such a wide looking movie. And there's such a beautiful aesthetic that you really haven't seen anything else that looks like it in a long time. And, and you know, and he even mentioned Tarantino. And I think it was um, The Hateful Eight that actually shot in that super wide aspect ratio. But uh, what a gorgeous looking film. I think this film is up there with Oppenheimer for me is the best looking film of the year. If they are both not nominated for best cinematography, I mean, uh, Greg Frazier worked on this film. Also, Oren Sofer, who is the other cinematographer. Greg Frazier, obviously, we know from the Batman, from Dune, from you know that the the kind of the look of the Mandalorian that first season was you know, Greg Frazier. So this film continues that, and there's such a tangible and just beauty to it and it just looks so real and it looks so also so cinematic and i think this is what i i I fell in love with right off the bat just on a superficial level for this movie because a lot of times we'll get a film that just feels kind of almost right off the camera or very digital looking just very you know plastic looking and right away you go into the creator and it is one of the most beautiful films you've ever seen it is massive shade spoke about how um in our interview how you know he first got the, the first that sense of what a star destroyer the scale of it was because of how gareth approaches his visuals and the creator is the exact same the creator you will go into this world and you will feel like this is a lived-in world and i think there are so many there's so much rich themes in this movie about how we treat uh you know either immigrants or people who are different from us and a lot of that there's a lot of themes that you could pull from that um and especially with i think the way you look at manufacturing and how we put everything in asian countries because the labor is low and i think again these are not things that this movie is blatantly telling you but obviously you make the, the parallels to our real world right because that is how things are now and there's a lot of ways that the creator you know is a is a you know a scary reflection of the reality that we're living in now but then you have the story that brings it all together about joshua who is john david washington's character and madeline who is alfie and then you kind of get into something that feels a little bit more like children of men like the last of us like a lot of these stories where at the heart of it all no matter what's going on around them it's about these two characters who shouldn't be together but they are going on the string together because alfie you know could be the savior of everyone and i think their relationship together really is what makes this movie for me. I think Gemma Chan in this film is also, um, whenever she is used in it, she's just so, I think, just beautifully used throughout. She has such a presence to her in this film that you really just fall in love with her and you just fall in love with what her character is and who she is, what she believes in. And I think that's so special. And then you get just to the grand scale and to the spectacle spectacle of it all, which there's some beautiful visuals in this. I think anytime you saw a spaceship fly or you just saw an explosion or a fire, there's such a beauty to it. And I and we again we spoke earlier about how um like in Ex Machina, the 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 simulants in this film are you know human looking first. So it's like you start with a human and then you'll add different um, aspects to them to make them look a little bit or make them feel a little bit less human but you are feel like you're talking to a human through and through and i think that's what's so special about it there's no 
barrier between that. You know, we've nailed what robots look like, you know, since, you know, going back to Iron Man, like we could like we could do robots, we can make like droids, like we will make that look believable metal. And these creatures like that will always look incredible. And I think they look even better in this film. There's probably a practicality that Gareth used when they were shooting it, too. But it really is those simulant characters like Ken uh, Watanabe's character that you are just so you know transfixed by them because you know that they're real but you're never having that you know um that area where it's like oh like this is this is pulling me out because it looks off you don't feel that at all because you feel like you are seeing the human performance the performance first and then being like oh yeah they're simulant you're being reminded of that afterwards so that that feeling is is uh is not there anymore right and i and i think that's really special about how they pull that off I think it's really important that you kind of brought that up, that you're seeing the human side of it first, because it's true. It's not only, it's not until you kind of see halfway through their head that they're like, oh, you're not really a human being. And that's this movie does such a good job of. We know, like, technically and everything, that's a human being. That's Ken Watanabe acting. Yeah. But the way Gareth has made this film, the way the writing is done, you believe you're in this world and you're completely just kind of sunken in another theme that i think was brought up really well in this movie that you were talking about the different elements about you know asia and manufacturing it also talks about the overextension of, of the u.s you know how sometimes they're mm-hmm. getting involved in things that really don't have anything to do with them and it's like and the movie constantly kind of really shows you just how far they'll extend their reach sometimes so i thought that was really interesting you know because obviously he he's from the uk he's a, he's a he's from the uk right gareth yeah. I believe he is, yeah. So he's looking at it from a completely different lens, a very European lens, but the movie still has the vibe of a North American film. It has the vibe of a Japanese film. It has all these different cultures thrown in, which is, again, the point of this film. It's done so tastefully and so well that you're like, oh, I understand this. I understand where this is going. And then again, that world, that lore that he's creating, it feels so lived and it feels so enticing that you just want to keep learning more about it yeah and i and i think the term i was trying to think of before and just came to me now uncanny valley mm-hmm. you know when we so and it's funny because in gareth's last film rogue one that is something that we kept feeling constantly whenever we were seeing some of the fully cg uh characters like tarkin and leia at the end of that film we we're just like oh hold on a second this doesn't feel right this doesn't feel like this feels off where you see where Star Wars is now with how we're doing, like using the deep fake technology and all that, but also uh, what they were able to pull off of just like, you know what, let's lead with the performance first. And again, we always think back to Ex Machina, how incredible that looks. And this is that movie on a huge scale. And Shay, you mentioned like the, the, the Japanese themes in the two visually just stunning. Anthony. Uh, there, there's a, there's some consensus that there, people are saying that this might be like a ripoff of the Terminator. I've been seeing that a lot online and I feel like this movie other than the robots has no connection to that world because the Terminator being a, a, a machine that's on the hunt to kill uh, a human. That's not that the story there's it's a different type of AI robot sentient living with humans. That's I think and how we yeah. live together and the, where the theme is like how do we live with all other people in this world. I I want to stress that and not like this is not a Terminator ripoff, even though I would say maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and John Connors as a young kid that maybe that connection, but it's reversed. It's it feels different. There's a lot. It, it's a lot different than it being just, oh, this is a ripoff. There is a, a lot of inspiration for sure, but I can't say sure. I can't guarantee I can't say that that's 100 percent 
a ripoff. Yeah, and, and it's and it's it's great that you mentioned that because I think you look at sci-fi and I think this is a story that borrows a lot from a lot of our favorite films. Like yeah. when we were listing a bunch, like this has shades of Blade Runner, this has shades of Ex Machina, of Terminator, Alien. of a lot of those films of, of Alien, right? It has Kurosawa and like not sci-fi, but like it has it's borrowing a lot of elements from a lot of other films and projects that we've seen before. But I think what Gareth does so well is that he kind of blends them all into something that feels so lived in and it feels so real and massive and it really is mesmerizing to watch it, it's absolutely beautiful and there's such like we were saying a, a tactile feel to it that you just feel like everything feels lived in like this feels like this is a reality and we're just getting a glance into that and i think that's what's so special because even though there's a lot of lore in this world the way the movie just starts it puts you into it and never feels like out of place yes the dialogue could feel a little heavy-handed sometimes with how it's delivering that but it also just like in a first movie i give a little bit more i'm a little bit more forgiving of that because it's trying to establish the world that it is shay yeah i think it's it's really important that you touched upon the dialogue because for me while watching this film that was the point that i was like man this movie it feels so smart it feels so just like really well written about scene to scene, but I felt the dialogue was the only part for me that kind of felt like, okay, I feel like they could have done a couple more touch-ups on here because some of the line delivery Definitely. or some of the lines are just very simple. Um, the other, I'd say, criticism that I have for this film is I think the last 20 minutes of this movie, you know, could have been almost shortened or even taken out because when the film kind of feels like it's reaching a natural ending point, you realize there's still about 20 minutes left. And I feel like if you really, if they weren't sure if they were going to get a sequel or, or I don't know what their plans were, there's so much that happens in the last 20 minutes that I think can be expanded on and built upon that would have really served well for a sequel. Because the way this film ends, and it's not a spoiler, but it's just in the kind of way where it's like, yeah, sure, you can open up to a sequel and you can keep building up on this world, or you can technically end it right there and it's all good. So there's there's both i feel like they kind of played it safe with having both those elements there and I, and I wish the risk was taken because this is such a fantastic movie this is such a an amazing world that i really want to see more of these characters in and i feel like maybe it would have gotten audiences pumped to like okay almost not really but almost like when you see the ending of across the spider verse and it goes like a to a to be continued this is almost like in a way where if it ended at where i thought it was kind of ending i'm like oh my God, I, I can't wait to come back and see what's going to happen next. Like, I want to get back into this world. But that's that's right. really kind of my, my two main complaints for the movie. Yeah, and, and I and I hope we get a sequel. You know, I mean, like, there's we're in a world right now that nothing's guaranteed. We're in a strike right now with the writers and with the actors as well, too, with the studios. So, like, you always wonder, like, we don't know what's going to happen moving forward. Nothing's been announced. Also, we're in a time that's... You know, no movie is a guaranteed hit at the box office, right? I'm really hoping this movie does really great. I think it's coming out in a in a good spot at the end of September. Going into October, there's not a lot of major competition. So I'm hoping it's going to do well at the box office. But let us know if you're going to plan on watching it. Obviously, let us know what you think of the movie. But let's get to our final recommendations. And Shabazz, I'm going to get you to start us off. This is like a high honor of a watch it. Like I absolutely love this movie. I think it's so fantastic. I think this is a movie that as time goes on and so far time has gone since I first watched it, I've fallen in love with it more and more and more. And I'm going to be thinking about it a lot and I'm going to be watching it when it comes out on Disney Plus again and definitely when it's in theaters, I want to go see it one more time. But this is a movie that you have to go see. It is required viewing. There's so much about sci-fi that can still surprise you. And this is one of those movies. I love that. I'm right there with you. This is a watch it for me. Uh, it is such a, a 
beautiful theatrical experience. So go experience it on the big screen. There's some superb performance in this from John David Washington, from Madeline, from Gemma Chan. Like there's a, an incredible cast here and an incredible world. Go see an original film. This is a, a, a great experience and I can't wait to discuss with more people as they watch it again. This is another one that I just want to hear more and more people's thoughts on. Anthony, take us home. It's also a watcher for me. I would encourage you to go find the biggest screen and watch it on IMAX. I know it's going to be uh, coming out on IMAX, but uh, yeah, like the visuals, the storytelling, the aesthetics, just the even down to those title cards that show up during the oh yeah the, the movie, and you're just wow, you're just like man, this is the you know like a bud of a flower just starting to bloom of originality in terms of sci-fi. We haven't had something like this in so long. And it's so deep and it's so original and <laughs> we're just, I'm just excited to see. I, and then, you know, we, we talked about a sequel. Like it doesn't have to be a sequel with these characters. I just want more of this world and I want more of this risk. And I think this was a huge risk for Gareth and for everyone who was involved. And I think they hit it on the head. I love it. Go watch it in theaters September 29th. Thank you again to our friends at 20th Century Studios Canada and Disney for inviting us to watch this film. We have an interview out with Gareth Edwards most likely later this week. It will be out on the movie podcast feed, so go check that out. We also have an interview with Robert Rodriguez, who, funny enough, we spoke to two Star Wars directors in one day. There it goes. That that happened. Uh, Shay's dancing uh, or dancing or dancing with his guitar there. Uh, yeah, I was love like, it. He was like... Yeah. And you got to go the watch Spanish our guitar. Robert Rodriguez interview for yeah. that. Uh, it was been, it's been a hell of a month here on the movie podcast so far, and we have lots more to come still. Make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at the movie podcast. Join our discord and check out our show notes below for everything you need to know and more. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next.